There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Desert Island Discourse, sisters. I'm Beatrice McCabe. I'm Rosemary McCabe. And today we are going to go through the musical references that made Rosemary who she is today. At the end, she will be cast adrift into an island by herself where I will never have to see her again. And this will be the last episode ever. So enjoy it (laughs) because from now on, Rosemary will be doing a Tom Hanks castaway oh wilson so rosemary tell me um would you say that music is a big part of your life i'm not sure it actually is now so much because we don't really listen to music that much in the house although i keep bringing basically i keep bringing the speaker down and going we'll put music on when we're downstairs and then the boys keep taking it back up to their bedrooms so there's rarely music on in my house which disappoints me because growing up it definitely was a big part of our lives mom always had the radio on i remember that like when I woke up, that was the first noise that I would hear would either be talking or music on the radio. And they played a lot of music in the house. And famously, well, famously in the family, probably just us. <laughs> Mom and dad are always going on about how when they had kids, they never turned down their music because you need to get kids used to the volume at which you want to listen to things, which is actually very good advice that I didn't take. And now Atlas wakes up at the drop of a hat. But that's also because the house has been very quiet. Well, no, we're also very... Anyway, listen... That's beside the point. But there was always music in the house. And I remember as well, dad had this, I think it was like a 10 CD changer under the seat of his car. Do you remember that? When he had all these CDs. And we used to listen to A Woman's Heart in the Car. But the song that I most remember listening to, well, the album that I most remember listening to is Marcone. And my favourite song on that album was always Silver Thunderbird. Well, because it's kind of about a young boy and his dad. And obviously I wasn't a young boy, but I was in the car with my dad. And... That song and that album really, really remind me of Dad. And I probably would like Walking in Memphis more, but then I sang it in a singing competition in college. Remember where they said it sounded like a, like a good karaoke, but still oh. like karaoke. About you? Were you in a About choir? Me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was in the choir at that point, but I remember singing the song. Sorry. But I remember singing the song on stage, and then afterwards they were like, mm, it just sounded like karaoke. I'm sorry, the judges said this too? Yeah. Like in front of everybody? Yeah. Oh. So mean. So mean, mean, and it wasn't even for TV. Anyway, so this is Marcone's Silver Thunderbird. (laughs) 
Watched it coming up Winslow down South Park Boulevard. Yeah, and do you have a song that you associate with your mom? Were there a lot of records, Is it CDs that you mainly listened to? I feel like there was a large record collection growing up as well. Yeah, there was a large record collection, but I actually don't remember. Well, I remember mom listening to a lot of the Beatles. But I don't remember any particular song that I associated with her because when we were in the car, she always listened to the radio. So dad was the one who in the car it would be albums, it would be A Woman's Heart, it was Mark Cohn. It would be Beatles albums as well. And I remember it being really annoying, actually, because you'd be at home and you'd go, let's put on Rubber Soul. And all the good CDs would be in dad's car. <laughs> Do you remember? Because there was 10, like he yeah. commandeered loads of them. I forgot about that. And did you um, go to a lot of musical performances? Is that something that you went to? Did you, you sang yourself, you're saying? I sang myself, I was in choir in secondary school, but I also dated a guy for a couple of years in secondary school who sang and played guitar. And he used to go and play guitar down the local, like in the Johnstown Inn, I think, before we'd go to Nighthawk. So they'd have like, before the club opened, you'd be having drinks in the bar and they'd have he, him and this other guy. I don't even know how they met or how they got to know each other. Because I, I actually met the other guy a couple of years ago in town and he was still playing music in Fitzsimons. Um... But yeah, my ex-boyfriend used to play guitar and sing with him. And every now and again, he'd get me up to sing and we'd sing uh, More Than Words by Extreme. You look shocked at I this. was just about to ask. I was about to say, as a joke, did you ever get up and do backing singers? What, you sang More Than Words? Yeah. I that, actually love that song. Yeah, with a harmony. Yeah, yeah, it's a gorgeous song. And um, I also, I, like, I distinctly remember, you know the bit in the song where it goes, knock, knock. Oh, yeah. More than I tried. Or whatever. Um, and I distinctly remember... I don't know, like the, the, it's almost like I can hear the sounds and smell the smells of being there in that moment when he would just stop, all the music would stop and he'd go and then start again. And that's very, like whenever I hear that song, it's very evocative of that time and those moments and that, just being there. And that moment of fame. out of the choir is that something yeah, I, did get, I think we've talked about this in the podcast before <laughs> I did get kicked out of the choir because I'm always and mom says this as well like the muggins who like volunteers to do stupid shit like volunteers to basically put their head above the parapet and what happened was we were in choir and a new song had been chosen that we were going to learn next and nobody liked it and they were like why don't we ask if we can pick the songs next time they're like Rosemary you ask if uh, we can help pick the songs so I duly went up to her the next day and I said we were wondering if like a few of us were wondering if we could like have a say in what songs we sing. And she basically was like, you've got a really bad attitude and I've had enough of it and you're not in the choir anymore. And were you, did you never get back into the choir? No. Oh my God. No, and that was, I think that was in sixth year. So it was pretty, it was like coming up to our school graduation and like I didn't get to sing in the graduation or anything, which I'd like, I'd been in the choir the whole time in school. It was so annoying. So you got kicked out of one choir. Did you ever join another choir? Yes. In college, I joined the choir. I don't think I didn't join in first. Was it in first? I didn't join in first year. So after school, I didn't go to college straight away because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I took a year out. And then I still wasn't really sure, but I decided I'd go to Galway and do arts. Like, why? I mean, when I think back now that I like, wasn't really sure, so I went miles away. Well, I mean, for the, I think it was for the break for something new to do, you know, to kind of disrupt the rut. 
It was and it wasn't. It was also because in Galway you could choose four subjects in arts in first year. And I think in Maynooth it was only two or in Trinity it was only two. And I really didn't, I didn't feel like narrowing down my options that early, if you know what I mean. So I chose to go to Galway. And first year I just, I, I did, what did I do? Sociology, psychology, English and Italian. And I really didn't, I, I liked English and Italian. The other two I didn't really like. I was homesick I didn't really enjoy my first year there and then at the start of second year I wasn't sure if I was going to go back so I decided I would defer second year and take a year out. I think I got a job in Brent Thomas and I was working on the designer floor. So this is another year out? I don't remember this. I started and then after about two or three weeks I was like no no I actually want to go back to college so I left the job and I remember them being really annoyed that like I'd you know obviously taken it and then left really soon but I went back and I remember the first day back I was feeling really nervous and kind of overwhelmed. And even though I'd missed nothing, I felt like I'd missed loads, you know, because everybody had already like I had to try and find a place to live and there were there was no rooms left. And I was staying on the floor of friends of mine's house and then I eventually found a place to live. But on day one, I remember going into college and meeting this guy, Peter Mannion, who ended up being the head of USI, I think, like years later. But he was the conductor of the choir. And the year before I had auditioned for the musical. And I had got a place in the chorus, but I never went back because I was just, I don't know, I just suddenly got really nervous and I was like, I don't want to do that. I think honestly, a part of me was like, if I'm not a star, I'm not going to be in the chorus, honestly, to be honest. But anyway, I met him on my first day back and he was like, oh, I met you last year. You came, blah, blah, blah. And he said, will you join the choir? And I was like, oh, maybe. And I think actually without the choir, I probably wouldn't have ended up doing the next three years and like sticking it out because that was where I found, not to sound too cliche, but that was where I found my tribe. Oh, yeah. And I really loved, I mean, that was where I found my my boyfriend. <laughs> well, that was your tribe. And was this the gospel choir or was that a, was that a separate choir that you joined? No, I, oh, no, no. Um, I, no, years later, I joined um, the Gardner Street Gospel Choir. and I, But I was only in that for a couple of months. And I just, I, I think I joined, I mean, I love singing, right? And I, I love the feeling that you get after singing. Like there is a kind of, you know, endorphins, this kind of euphoria not quite euphoria but like endorphins serotonin. well it's also the um the the act of the joy the enjoyment of performance without the pressure of it all being on you like it's it's such yeah. a team sport you know yeah but I think when I joined the Gardner Street Gospel Choir I didn't get the same I think I was older I probably wasn't as open to being friendly to people either but didn't you also have problems with your vocal cords at that point remember your voice kept disappearing no that was kind of in between the two choirs I had some so in in between the two choirs I'd had some voice problems and then my vocal cords I don't know what happened it was like within a certain range my voice would just keep I'd keep losing my voice and I think maybe it was just I was singing too much at the time because that was kind of towards the end of choir in college but then a couple of years later when I joined the other choir I think I just didn't I didn't find my tribe in the same way you know what I mean I didn't make make friends and I was older and it was you know I was probably not as open to making friends I wasn't as friendly and I didn't really busier I was busier but like I didn't really hang around afterwards for the cups of tea because I felt really awkward because I was new and I didn't know anybody but then like I never got to know anybody because I never stayed you know what I mean so I only stayed there for a couple of weeks but while I was in the choir in Galway we competed in Italy and we went over to Lake Garda we were there for about five days six days that was the one time in my life I went on a roller coaster you've only gone once yeah, because I nearly had a panic attack. I'd oh. never go on one. I came off and nearly hyperventilated. Bit dramatic, but like, <laughs> I had my eyes closed the whole time as well. I was, t- I was terrified. Oh my God. Well, I had to go on every single roller coaster, etc. because Don is motion sick. And I know Nash you did. And wants to go on everything. And I'm actually terrified. But I also was like, okay, come on. Just fake it till you make it. 
But like, well, see, the, you know, the thing is as well, you're never as full as I am. I feel like I'd puke. Oh, gross. <laughs> God, gross. <laughs> I would have gone to the like the buffet in the hotel that morning, stuffed my head and then been like, I can't go on a single roller coaster. So almost so many of these Disneyland tours. How come they don't all puke? Well, anyway, know. was there a song that you particularly enjoyed from your time in the choir in Galway or from your gospel choir? Well, from the gospel choir, I loved Higher Love that we sang. And I actually love the James Vincent McMorrow version of it as well. But when I was in the choir in Galway, we sang a song composed by Eric Whittaker called Sleep. And that was just an amazing piece with like so many different harmonies. And like we were really good for that, like for that period that we went to Italy. I think we, we, I'm not sure if we won, but we definitely placed in the competition and it was just, it was such a beautiful song. So like sometimes I listen to it now. And actually, I think mom and dad have a CD that we made in that choir. So that song might be on that CD, but I can't quite remember. Did you ever consider joining his virtual choir? No. I know you talked about it, so I was aware of it. I am aware of it, but I've, it's never occurred to me to join it. I did kind of think about trying to join a choir in Fort Wayne, but any of the ones I found were um, audition-based, and I kind of, like, I don't want the choir to be crap, but I also don't want it to be necessarily only, like, incredible singers. You know what I mean? I want it to just be more relaxed. And then I also don't want to join a religious choir, because I don't want to have to go to mass every week, basically. <laughs> so um, apart from being in a choir, did you ever do any singing lessons or voice training or anything like that? Yeah, I did um, classical voice training in towards the end of secondary school. And because I sang for my as part of my music exam, my leaving. And I actually went to lessons with the vocal coach who worked with the choir in Galway. I went to lessons with her for about a year, I think. But I haven't done any since. And I don't really know why I like... 
I think at the time it felt like I was doing lessons to work towards my leaving and then I was doing lessons to help me. Well, actually, it was because of my vocal cord problems. So I was doing lessons with her because she was like trying to teach me to sing more in my head voice and to, you know, not put so much strain on my vocal cords. But it, it's never occurred to me to go back because it doesn't feel like like it, those two had a purpose. Whereas now I'm like, maybe I should just go back and sing to sing. Yeah, would you, I was going to say, would you consider taking lessons again? I mean, there's Heartland Sings gives lessons here in Fort Wayne. Maybe you should. Yeah, I don't know. Be nice, I think. A nice. I mean, I think we both enjoyed. We were surprised by how much we enjoyed doing our pottery class. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking that if I had any kind of like, not really entrepreneurial spirit, but like a kind of a, if I was more of a leader, I should just start a choir. I was like, why don't I start a choir? Because like, I know all these people who work in Sweetwater. Like, you know, I know people around Fort Wayne who would be like-minded as in who wouldn't necessarily want to go to like a super serious choir and also wouldn't want to go to mass every week. But then I just felt overwhelmed by the idea of it. (laughs) (laughs) So after you went to college, you went through the choir. What did you do then? And what kind of music did you listen to at that point? What was important to you? Well, probably towards the end of college, I started going to a lot of concerts. So like we went to kind of a few I went to witness when it was called witness I went to oxygen a couple of times I went to the first ever electric picnic which was amazing and that's where I discovered too many DJs like not that I discovered them but that's where too many DJs were introduced to me if you know what I mean yeah um so I really liked too many DJs I really liked Jurassic 5 there were a lot of kind of like chemical brothers I saw them as well in in Marley Park I was kind of into like that kind of popular dance music for a while and I remember we used to go to a club in Galway that I can't remember the name of. Oh, it was called Cuba. It just just came to me there. And it was kind of like, they played kind of indie music. It would have been like the Whelans of Galway. You know, so they'd play like Weezer and they'd play too many DJs and they'd play Chemical Brothers. So that was like, I used to go on a lot of nights out and I used to love dancing. And then like, I also loved dancing to like Christina Aguilera, oh, Dirty. Yeah, absolutely. That was a fave. And Britney Spears. Although Britney songs are very hard to dance to and sing at karaoke as we learned. <laughs> So do you think your musical tastes shifted after that? Did they change a bit? I don't know that my musical tastes are particularly defined. I like a lot of different music and it's very rare that somebody would say to me, oh, listen to this band and that I would go, oh, I hate that. You know what I mean? I'm kind of open to a lot of different types of music. I don't really like hard dance music. I just find it a bit headachey. Like, and I prefer, I probably prefer music with vocals. But that's also because I really like singing along, especially if I'm in the car. And I also tend to prefer, although not, I mean, my, I'm thinking about my record collection and I have like Neil Young and then Lauren Hill and Beyonce and also the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack and, you know, totally random from all different eras. I love the Beatles, but now I tend to listen to mostly female singers. And I think a part of it is, I think a lot of it actually is because I can sing along because I know they're going to be in my range. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the songs that like stick with me through my life are, you know, certainly they're not the necessarily the best songs. They are very often the songs that I listen to on repeat when sad things happened or when I thought myself to be, you know, when I viewed myself as a semi-tragic figure at various moments in my life or when good things happened and there were kind of soundtracks to those moments. Mm. Was there anything like that for you? I, I specifically remember when I moved into my first apartment 
in Kilkenny and I just felt very kind of independent and grown up and it was sort of a it felt like a real new chapter in my life was there anything like that for you where maybe you felt like you moved kind of into your adult phase of your life or you know your career independence or anything like that or even romantic relationships where music um is a reminder of those moments for you I don't know that I specifically have like a song that I associate with, you know, a a time in my life in that sense. But there are two songs that that kind of spring to mind as being when I hear them, I am transported to this one moment. And one is Top Loader for a while. The song they released after Dancing in the Moonlight, like their one hit. Did you know Dancing in the Moonlight is a cover? The Top Loader song. Maybe. I I heard the original like a couple of weeks ago and I was so shocked because I was literally like, they've come up with this incredible song. And I found it really weird that they never came up with another good song. But now I'm like, okay, that makes sense because it was a cover. But their next song called For A While is probably not very good at all. And I got really obsessed with it during school when I was obsessed with a man who I would later hand a gold foil condom to. (laughs) (laughs) As like some kind of weird come on. (laughs) And I used to listen to this song on repeat in my room. And like... Not even, like, I wish I could say, like, touching myself. Like, no, no, but I mean, it wasn't even, like, that straightforward. I wish you couldn't say that. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, when somebody says I used to listen to this in my room and think about somebody I fancied, that's kind of where your mind goes. That's not where my mind goes at all. You're such an innocent. I see somebody, like, with their Pride and Prejudice copy mooning, (laughs) not mooning with their arse, but, like, mooning facially out the window. I wasn't. I was lying down and I remember crying because I was literally just like, I fancy him so much and I don't know if we're (laughs) ever going to get together. And I was like, I would listen to this song and I would imagine us be together and then I would cry when I realized we weren't, you know, when I came back to like, oh, I'm just in my room. You're like, he still hasn't unwrapped that condom and knocked (laughs) on the door. song is Frazy Ford's Done which I listened to I don't even know how I came across it um, how, how it came across my desk it might have been just like suggested to me on YouTube and it's a really really nice song it's really catchy it's very nice to sing um, has a lovely beat but there's a line in it that says uh, my joy takes nothing from you and I remember listening to it a lot when I was working as a social influencer and I would love to say when I was trying to like you know, ignore the trolls, but it wasn't. It was when I was a bit of a troll and I was obsessed with this one girl on Instagram who drove me mad. And everything she did, I was like, oh, why has she got this and why has she got that? And I was like, really just found it really aggravating. And I remember listening to this song and going, oh, like, why am I letting her joy, why am I acting like her joy takes something from me? Because it doesn't. And I think it was after, I mean, it wasn't the song that made me do this, but it was around that same time. I literally unfollowed everyone that I ever had that kind of thought about that I would see and go, why are they getting invited to that thing? Or why are they getting that lipstick? Because I needed to basically blinker myself from all these things that were making me feel jealous and petty and like I wasn't as good as them, even though we were in completely different spheres. And I was never a beauty blogger. Why would YSL send me 20 lipsticks? But when I saw somebody else opening this suitcase and I remember adding it up as well, being like, that's 238 euro worth of lipsticks. And like, really, I just have to remind myself, their lipsticks take nothing from me. That's true, you know. I mean, that sounds like, though, a monumental shift in 
maturity, quite honestly, because it is. I know I read your piece today in sub, your Substack that said 39, I'm finally mature. That sounds like that was a moment of maturity for you. Like it is hard. I think as humans, we're not very good. We're not. I mean, why would we want to sit around and think like I'm not nice in that way or that's a an aspect of my character that I'm not super proud of? But acknowledging it, I think, is the first step to kind of go, OK, like you obviously were saying, let me get all this for want of a better word, temptation out of the way so that mm, I don't behave mm. that way. Like, that does sound like a kind of a, a moment that you moved forward with this song. So do you have any songs that you, you know, that you and Brandon have or that, that are meaningful for you apart from Miss Rachel with um, Atlas? <laughs> Mr. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, please shine. No, um, that's very annoying. Miss Rachel really gets in your head, all those songs. I don't know. Brandon and I have really, really different taste in music. I don't even know what kind of rock he likes. Some kind of rock that I don't particularly like. Yacht um, rock. <laughs> no definitely not no because because i love yacht rock no yeah. not yacht rock no i more meant is there a song that reminds you of brandon or that you were listening to when you met brandon not necessarily you one that you danced to in the sitting room and it kind of annoys me is basically any song by hosier because when i first met him he talked a lot about hosier he had seen him in the clyde in fort wayne and i think in a way because he was irish he was like here's kind of a shared interest that i can talk about even though i mean i like hosier but i wouldn't consider myself a hosier fan Hosier, his first album, all those songs kind of remind me of Brandon because we would also have listened to them in the car at the time because I think he would have been like, I won't put on my favorite rock. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Because Rosemary doesn't like that. And then he wouldn't put on my favorite music because he objects on principle to listening to Britney. Oh, for God's sake. Well, he's gone to a concert tonight, isn't he, to give an example of the type of music he listens to? Yeah, he's gone to Pantera... uh, 
are they opening for Lamb of God or Lamb of God are opening for them? I can't remember. Lamb of God and Pantera. So, so in like true, big, big bands, right? Yeah. Big popular band. Like it's, he, he doesn't like like alternative rock. It's oh no, just, but in true, he likes loud rock. And in true mm-hmm. um, American form, he's driving 8,700 miles to get there and 8,700 miles back in the middle three of the night. Three hours there and three hours back the same night. And I literally was like, why don't you just, I found him a motel. I was like, this motel has good reviews, $56 a night. Why don't you just stay here? It's like an hour from the concert venue and then you can come back in the morning. No, no, we'll just come back. I mean, weirdos. So what are you listening to now? What kind of music are you listening to now in your, um, your mother? You're living in America. You're a writer. You're a published author. What kind of grown-up, maternal, authory music are you listening to? I'm not listening to any grown-up, maternally, authory music. I'm listening to, (laughs) on repeat, this song by Dury called Who's Laughing Now? And it's basically like about all the things that you were told when you were younger that you either would or wouldn't achieve or like, you know, you won't manage to do this if you don't do this. And it's like, who's laughing now? You know, I might not have much, but I'm delighted with myself. And like, isn't that great? And it's just a really nice upbeat. It kind of reminds me actually of like, probably that same era, like Weezer, Green Day, a bit of Linkin Park, like that kind of sound. So it definitely is retro. And I was absolutely shocked when I realized that the lead singer who I was totally fancying is something like 26. And I was like, he, like in my head, he was the same age as me. Because in my head, I'm 26. My mama always said I would very much Rosemary I'm going to cast you away on this desert island and I have a couple of final questions for you but before I do that I have a little rapid fire round for you of what is who is your guilty pleasure that you listen to I don't believe in feeling guilty about your pleasures but it's probably Britney Spears or Cher um, the Shoop Shoop song are you looking forward to Beyonce's new album meh which member of Take That did you fancy Mark would you go three hours to see the Backstreet Boys yes are we, are we going three hours to see the Backstreet Boys? Is, is this your way of surprising me with Backstreet Boys tickets? I mean, I probably could find them. I, I feel like that. they play pretty close to us frequently. Everybody. That might be my yeah. guilty pleasure. Rock your body. Yeah, that's a great song. And the video, I mean, a classic. Oh, so good. All right, Rosemary, I'm casting you away now. I'm waving goodbye to you. I'm looking around the house to see which of your new H&M purchases I'd like to take home with me because you're go- you can't use them on the island where you're going. What one of those songs are you going to take with you and what book are you going to take with you to keep you company before you starve to death because you can't get a coconut with a book? I, oh my God, I'm imagining myself now. I have such bad aim trying to throw a book at a coconut and trying to knock it off a tree. A coconut? Maybe you could catch the fish with your hands because you're really, you're really coordinated. <laughs> Okay, Rosemary, the book and the song. What's the song? What's the book? I think I think the song I would take would be Eric Whitaker, Sleep. Because I can imagine myself being in an absolute panic on a desert island on my own. And that song is very calming and also goes on for quite a long time. So I feel like 
it would at least fill the time, you know. Could you make a fire by your... Do you have the ability to whittle fire from yeah. nothing? You do? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Beatrice. A bit of flint, a bit of wood. Are you joking? Yes. <laughs> what book? I mean, I've never tried, but I feel like I could. Some of the pages from your book. What book would you be bringing with you? Camping 101. <laughs> Survival <laughs> tips. I'd be bringing my new How to Grow a Garden in the Midwest. No, I'd be bringing... Jan Martel's Life of Pi. Oh, that's kind of optimistic. I mean... Ish. Yeah. Titanic. <laughs> that's not a book, Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Be bringing my DVD player and my two DVD set of Titanic. Well, Rosemary, thank you for sharing your Desert Island Discs with us. That was very enlightening. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. Follow us on Instagram or email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.